0: Welcome to Growing Older with Gusto. I'm Gail Zergerman, the host of a podcast created to showcase people who are growing older in a positive and productive way, or helping people to flourish as they grow older. Today, our guest on the show is Linda Steele, a person who's definitely shown by example that growing older is what she's all about. Linda has just come out with her first book, a memoir called Nerves of Steel, where she gives us a firsthand account of how she turned her life around. Her background in the fitness field gave her the impetus to fuel and put together her physical energies for positive change that she likes to share with others. She has a lot to talk about, and we're so excited to have her on the show today. So welcome, Linda.
1: Hi, Gail. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here.
0: So talk to us about how you came to write your memoir after years of
1: being in the fitness world. Well, so I work with uh, clients, as you mentioned, I'm in the fitness industry. I've been in the fitness industry for almost two decades and I work with clients every single hour. And not only do we work out and we talk about nutrition, but in addition to that, we talk about life. And, you know, they, they come to me, I, I'm, I'm almost like their bartender and hairdresser, you know, we, <laughs> funny. we talk about so many things and when they step into the building, I never know which, which person I'm going to get because, you know, based on their life, what's going on in their life at the time. So we talk about all kinds of life circumstances and life situations and, and uh, you know, they ask me advice and even though I'm not a licensed therapist, I've been doing this for so long and, and I've dealt with so many different people and so many different problems I just give people you know what I would do or what I've seen people do and what I see mm-hmm. come. and I thought my gosh you know a lot of my advice is based on my life and my life's experiences and I just thought this was a perfect time to get it all down in writing and for- good for you
0: yeah, yeah. that's great yeah. that is great and oh I thought it was a great book we'll touch on that a little bit later but Tell our listeners how important is it overall to extricate ourselves from what people call toxic relationships.
1: Oof, I'm telling you, <laughs> when when we're younger, we don't really have a choice. You know, we have to stick in you know whatever situation we've been born into. But when we become of age and we start making our own decisions, um, it's not hard for us to to spot a a bad relationship. Um, typically, they're going to be cyclical you're going to have a honeymoon phase. You're going to get along great. And then there's going to be a blow up and then there's going to be some, (laughs) some bad behavior that's usually attached to that. And and there's a makeup period and then the honeymoon period and it's very cyclical. So it's, it's easy to spot. Uh, typically if we, if we listen to those around us, you know, there's always that that one friend or family member who can spot it first and Mm -hmm. some things out to us. If we could, uh, Stop making excuses for people's bad behavior. Will It's easier for us to recognize it as well. But once you do recognize it, it's important to try to set boundaries. If the person that you're dealing with does not want to adhere to those boundaries, then you have to remember that you're ultimately the one in control of your life situations. And you sometimes have to exit it. And sometimes that means saying goodbye to people you love. All right. Friends, family members, right. That's that's a whole nother conversation. Mm -hmm. I mean,
0: people are writing about how to say goodbye to a relationship, whether it's a friend or hopefully not a family member, but sometimes that happens. You have to put some distance between yourselves. I understand. Mm -hmm. So in your book, and I want to show people that are watching YouTube your book. There you are. You look great. Nerves of Steel. And um you mentioned that as we grow older, and I've seen this in myself, you find your inner voice Mm -hmm. and it's an ability to really not care what people think about you or say about you or, and those are things that set you up for having a healthier life, according to you. And I have to quote Katie Couric. I don't know if you read her memoir, but her daughters said, and I thought this was so funny, when she would come home and complain about people talking negatively about her. One of, one of her daughters said, oh, mom, remember what Samantha said in Sex in the City? If I listened to everybody who said bad things about me, I'd never leave my apartment. And then she wrote in her my daughter's watching Sex in the City. And I just thought that was so funny. So I just wanna ask you, how does the aging process, in your estimation and experience, how does that set this whole thing in motion?
1: you know i'm going to have to say that as we are as we go through life we become better at evaluating people's character and when we find somebody who doesn't have good character whether they're not honorable whether they don't have integrity whether they're not you know loyal or you can't depend on them whatever it might be if if you find that they don't have good character somehow this is what happened to me anyway i started realizing why do I care what this bad person thinks of me? I don't even like the right. character. So, what does it matter what they actually think of me? So, I started weeding out the people who I didn't care about. If they had bad character, those those got weeded out first. And then I would focus on the people who I liked. Like, okay, I really like them, and they're saying these things about me. Then I just have to try to, you know, decide. Look, if I change one thing about myself that, that one person doesn't like. I'm going to make five other people maybe unhappy with my change. So I just found that it was better to not, as long as I'm not hurting anybody with the decision. Right. Mm -hmm. Then I just decided that I'm going to make my decisions. I'm going to be a grown woman. I'm going to own them. And if, you know, if people don't like it, they're just going to have to move on to somebody else to judge because I I just wasn't having it.
0: Good for you. And it, it's nice that you are, I'm really impressed that you wrote the book and that you're taking all your life experiences, some of which weren't so great for you and putting it to good use. So let's talk, this is of extreme interest to me, about your holistic embodied connection that is sort of a cornerstone of your own personal philosophy mm-hmm. that you talk about in the book.
1: Yeah. Uh, one of the, the milestones for me making these changes in my life was when I started working out. And it came came at a point in my life where I was going through a divorce, and I literally looked in the mirror one day as I was getting out of the shower, and I went, "Oh my gosh, I am in horrible shape. Someone else is going to see me naked one day. What am I going to do?" And that was, <laughs> so it was it was vanity reasons initially that got me started on this on this path. But uh, I always tell my clients, I don't care what brought you on to the good path. We're, you know, we're going to take advantage of that. But so so that was my initial. Um, my uh, what, what initially got me on this path. But what I found was that when I did start working out and I did start eating clean, I was able to think so clearly. I was able to make good decisions. I was able to put things into perspective. I was able to take on a lot more than I had been able to prior. And it just made such a difference. And that was what really got me started with wanting to be a personal trainer myself was because I saw this program. I saw what it did for me. And I saw a lot of other people out there, a lot of moms, but not just women, men also. Mm-hmm. And I saw them going through this very similar situations, but they weren't making good decisions. And I really point, I, I really started realizing that the one thing that really, tied it all together to me for me was working out and eating clearly that's when i was a, or, or eating clean and mm-hmm. when it made me start being able to think clearly and that's that body mind connection that i talk about
0: so tell our listeners what does eating clean really mean I'm, I'm not sure everybody knows what that means
1: there's there's a wide spectrum of that and um, for me what it means is i i try to eat a 40 40 20 balance with my diet which means 40% protein 40% carbohydrate 20% fat And, um, and that's, you know, and I work out you know, three days a week as well, but that means I try not to eat anything processed. I try to, you know, pay attention to certain things. You know, if you have some inflammation issues that will also cause a lot of distress in your life. And then that means even, you know, cutting out even more things. Uh, but I don't, I rarely drink alcohol. I don't want to say don't, but I rarely drink alcohol. I, uh, eating clean means lean meats, um, fruits and vegetables. You know, I don't eat a lot of pasta, but I do eat you know rice sometimes. I do eat pasta sometimes uh, but you know i I just try to stay away from the process and anything that comes anything made by nabisco probably is off the menu. I
0: hear you I'm the same way.
1: That's a good rule of thumb. very anything. that is a
0: good rule of thumb. <laughs> <laughs> I hope nobody from nabisco is listening in
1: yeah no um
0: well whatever yes <laughs> they know funny they know um. <laughs> So I know that your memoir was written, as you said earlier, to help others achieve success and fulfillment, and basically by reinventing themselves after childhood trauma. And tell us a little bit about what the impetus was for you to reinvent yourself.
1: That was really- the- Like when and why did it happen? And- so, uh, and I reinvented myself a number of times throughout. Uh, and, and and we don't know how many times we have to reinvent ourselves in our lives. True, and good for you. Yeah, and so, uh, and it becomes easier, by the way. It becomes easier once you've done it a couple times. But initially it was because of my divorce and I knew that things were going to have to change. I went from being a stay-at-home mom to getting into a career so uh, I knew that I was going to have to do that if I was going to support my children. I didn't want to have to depend on anybody. And so I, I knew it that was it would take. So that was really the start of it. Uh, when you, Usually it's a major change that goes on in your life that kind of forces you into it. You, you, it forces you into it because you could either fail or try to depend on others in your life or you, can, you could succeed and you can realize that you only have yourself to depend on and you have to make it work.
0: So you find, you found inner strength by reinventing yourself. It sounds like, I did. and then it built, it built on each experience. You got more stronger and stronger and reinvented yourself, which isn't easy. A lot of people have inertia. You're right. And, and there are a lot of women I know who are in their fifties or sixties and they get to a certain point and they're like, what do I do now? You know, kids are grown, uh, or the career, you know, I'm not fulfilled anymore and, it's nice to have the tools to be able to sit back and say, what do I do now?
1: Mm-hmm. You know, and you so, mentioned a, a key word, the tools. Tools is a key word. Uh, and, and what I recommend for that is for people to make sure that their education is up to date. Uh, they, they are not afraid to continue to learn. They're mm-hmm. not afraid to try new things. I'll tell you the, the, the scariest thing for me in the most recent decade was social media and technology. I didn't, right. you know, any of that, and I didn't want it, quite frankly. But I realized if I wasn't going to get on the social media train, I was going to be limited to only the people, you know, training the people in my community. And uh, so, so learning, being on social media and learning technology, well, I say learning very loosely because i <laughs>
0: I hear you, as you at need know.
1: <laughs> I know what I know.
0: Right. I, uh, it's nice to have a few younger, younger people around if you can, right? Yes,
1: which is my next point, your support group. And whether, right. it, whether it be people who are supporting your decisions or people who are, who are supporting your business, either way, you need a good support group. But those right. are really the keys in, in making it all happen. And, you know, with, with, the, with the right support group and the right people around you, you can, you can make it happen. And I will tell you this. If it weren't for my kids, I'm not sure that I would have made all of the right decisions that I made to put me where I am today. Your kids are oh, always watching you. That's nice. Mm-hmm. That's nice. Mm-hmm. Kids are always watching. Even when they're adults, they're still watching what you do because they're still learning from us.
0: That's true. Yeah. That's true. So tell us anything else you want to tell us about your book that I haven't touched on. My gosh. um, There's so much in there. And I I know in this brief podcast, we can't touch on everything. Sure. Sure. But I know you are, your tagline was converting negative energy into fuel for positive change. And I like that. Mm -hmm.
1: Um, What it's. I think I can actually expand on that a little bit, and in my book, I talk about this. You know how, and we talked about a little a little bit um, in our in our podcast when you mentioned um, how when you don't care anymore what people think of you, Mm -hmm. you're still going to hear that noise. You're still going to hear it. It's always going to be there, whether you read about it on social media, what people have to say about you, or whether you you know people say something that somebody else said. You're it's always going to be there, and even when I was little. And it started when I was little. I would take the people in my life that I that I felt wanted me to fail. People in my life that I felt Mm -hmm. didn't want to, at least didn't want to see me succeed. Whether it was for jealousy reasons or, you know, sibling sibling rivalry, whatever it was, I took all of that negativity, and it just drove me to succeed. It drove me to do better. It drove me to so. How did you get to the point
0: where you could say, I'm not going to let what the jealousy or the negativity or people who are not in my, rooting for me, so to speak, mm-hmm. how did you get to that point where you could do that? How did you do that?
1: You know, I knew that I had a choice. Again, I could stay in my bedroom, cry about it, be sad that everybody was picking on me, or I can say, screw you. I'm going to go ahead and do what I'm going to do. And, and and what it did was eventually they kind of lay off. They find a weaker person mm-hmm. to go to, to pick on. So I just kind of figured yeah. it out by accident.
0: So you brought all your innate wisdom from all your experiences and created this memoir, Nerves of Steel,
1: mm-hmm.
0: Linda Steele. And it's been great talking to you. I'd like to talk to you again some other time and we can touch on some other topics. I would love it. But, and if our listeners want to pick up your book and learn more about you,
1: where should they go? So my book, you can find it on Amazon and you want to look up Nerves of Steel with an E at the end, S-T-E-E-L-E by Linda Steele. It turns out there are a few of them on Amazon. So you want to type in by Linda Steele. And um, I also have a website. It's nervesofsteel.com. I'm sorry. It's nervesofsteel.net, and then I have another website, lindasteelwellness.com. So,
0: what is the difference between the two websites? Not to confuse the issue with people who might be older and having technical
1: nerves of Steel. challenges. <laughs> <laughs> nervesofsteel.net. It has it's a it's a easy gateway to get my book. But in addition to that, it'll have different uh, podcasts that I've been on or different magazine articles that I've written. That's going to be more my professional, um, speaking event type uh, website. Whereas my Linda Steele Wellness, you're going to find <clears throat> fitness stuff on there. I, Great. I have, I
0: have. So you're still doing the fitness yes. um, teaching and stuff. Where do you teach in the Chicagoland area?
1: I, there's a gym that I work out of. I used to own it. I owned it for about uh, for almost ten years, and then I sold it. But I still work there. It's called Never Quit Training, and it's in Elk, it, Grove, Elk Grove Village, Illinois.
0: Okay. Very good. So thank you so much. It's been great chatting with you, Linda, and I'm sure we'll chat again sometime. Okay, great. And for our listeners, if you like this episode, please share it with your friends and subscribe to Growing Older with Gusto. You can go to any podcast platform, subscribe, or go to our website at www.growingolderwithgusto.com. Leave a comment for me, write a review, Thanks for listening and thanks for your time.